Welcome back to FOMO Sapiens, the show for entrepreneurial thinkers. I'm your host, Patrick J. McGinnis, and it's Tuesday, so you know what that means. It's time for another round of Hot GPT. So our topic today is three fundamental things you can learn from a three-year-old. See what I did there, three and three? All right, so I'm going to start generating. So the story is this. I was in Florida a couple weeks ago, staying with my very good friend and his family in Miami on their at their house. And they have three kids in this family. And the youngest, whose name is Henry, is just a great kid. You know, it's you know these kids that just like every minute of the day, they're just wonderful. This is one of these kids. He is great. I mean, they're all three of them are great kids. Henry is just a a ray of light, positivity all the time, good attitude, just a good kid. So we get along. And I was out back with his brother, Charlie, playing some sports kinds of stuff. And Charlie said, hey, you want to throw the football? Now, this is a fundamental moment in this day because Charlie's good at all the sports, very athletic. And I I'm terrible at throwing a football, which is kind of embarrassing. I just was never a football guy. I never played as a kid. My dad threw the, the football around with me, but I was not not very strong with the football. And so I don't touch football. I don't have to. I'm an adult now. I can do what I want with my time. I don't have to do these things because of peer pressure. But, you know, I didn't want to disappoint. And frankly... It's kind of messed up that it caused me a little stress, a little imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm not good at this thing. I'm flawed. Every guy should be great at throwing the football, and I'm terrible at it. God forbid I ever get invited to some professional football game to throw out the football. I don't even think they do that, but just say they did. I'd be in big trouble. Like, by the way, never invite me to to be the baseball either, like throughout the first pitch because I'm terrible at baseball. I got hit in the face with a baseball twice when I was a little kid. Just not good. This was, I was not a, a very good at these things. So anyway, I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? And I said, you know, Charlie, actually, I'm not very good at this. So, you know, you don't want to do this. You don't want to play with me. I, I'm, I'm bad at throwing the football. And then Henry turns around and says, I'll show you how. This is a kid who's not yet four years old. And I said, you know what? Why not? Let's take a risk. And so he showed me I th quite, quite adeptly, I must say. <laughs> it was quite impressive. And you know what happened? I threw the football and it wasn't horrible. And then I threw it again and it was quite bad that time. But then the third time it was even better. And by the end, I, I could basically throw a spiral. And then the next morning with their dad, I practiced a little bit more and he gave me some more tips. And, you know, I would not be uncomfortable now. Like if, if this were to come up in my life, I would do it. And I just thought to myself, what a great experience. What great learning. And so I realized that, and many people know this, but <laughs> I guess I just realized it now, how instructive it can be to hang out with a three-year-old. And how many things you can learn about life. And so that's what I want to share today. After the break, I'm going to talk about, for me, the three things you can learn from a three-year-old. FOMO. 
Tudo bem, meus queridos Fomo Sapiens? Now that right there was Portuguese, and as you know, I love speaking foreign languages. But I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to netsuite.com slash FOMO. That's netsuite.com slash FOMO. netsuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. All right, here we go. Three things, fundamental things you can learn from a three-year-old. So number one, what did Henry show me? He showed me how to create a space in which there was no judgment. Like his mind never went to the, the the judgment place. I was fearful of the judgment. Like, oh, the fact that I can't do this says something about me. I am flawed. That was not where Henry went at all. He was just like, this is a problem to solve. I'm not going to invest a lot of energy into trying to figure out what it is or what it means. That's not important. And so... I just felt pretty safe taking, you know, taking that on. He didn't laugh at me. And I, I got to tell you, I think that's really a really good thing that kids do. They don't judge. They're curious. They're not judgmental mindset people. They're curious mindset people. So number one, think about if you brought that into your engagements, into meetings, into working with your team members. Instead of making people feel embarrassed for something that they don't know how to do, you just, you don't go there. You, you just kind of instead create an environment where they don't feel judged. Then you can actually do something about it. That's number one. Number two, he showed me a lot about encouragement because he just, he was on my team the whole time. He wanted me to succeed at this task. He was technically adept as well, as I said. Like, it was quite impressive. He knew what to do. But I just felt totally encouraged. And when I did it, he was excited. When I didn't quite get it right, he told me to take another go at it. And so I just really like that. I think encouraging people 
genuinely when somebody is trying to learn something new and being there, no sarcasm, no judgment, as I said in the last, but just being there to encourage them along the way. We don't get enough of that as adults. I got to tell you, we really don't. That's why we put up walls. So just being encouraging of other people when you can in a real way, that's an unlock for a lot of things. And finally, this is the best part about kids. You can find joy in the mundane. Throwing a football, pretty mundane stuff. You know, people do it all the time. But it was it was fun and joyful and simple and just kind of pure. And kids are pure, right? I mean, that's one of the cool things about them. And we lose a lot of that purity because of many different things. But if you could tap into that in your interactions with other people, find some of that purity, the joy in the mundane, it really does, I think what it does is it takes people off of their expected trajectory for that day and it reorients them. I see this all the time. I smile at people. I smile at strangers. I walk down the street. I live in New York City. Like, you know, people are not like necessarily cuddly here. When you smile at people, they respond with a smile. I've never had anybody like flip me off. People respond. All right, so that is the lesson. Try it out. Seriously, try it out on somebody. See how it goes. Channel that three-year-old. All right, we're going to stop generating. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of FOMO Sapiens. So until then, take care of yourselves, FOMO Sapiens. FOMO Sapiens is recorded in New York City. Theme music is by Mike McGinnis and editing and post-production is by Josh Elstro. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me at FOMOSapiens.com and at PatrickMcGinnis.com. To advertise on FOMOSapiens, reach out to contact at FOMOSapiens.com.